Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, Danny Kelly was back. It was a Monday and we had nine Premier League games to look back on. We had to put someone in the barrel. You helped us out with that. Mm. So find out who it was and uh, indeed look back on all those games. That's coming up. Um, we had some clips of the week pewter, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, they were quite fun, I think. They were, um, from 2010. We had a bit of a chat. We did. Uh, you got involved in something after Andy told us a story about a bloke who's got a very interesting suit. And I think that should just about do you, really. So, here it all is. Eight minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Just say, we are keeping a close eye on the political situation mm. as well. Charlotte will be popping in if there's any breaking news over the next hour. But in the meantime, yes, good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, yesterday at your game, it was raining so much, uh, Antonio Conte wore a cap. He has to, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think his hair's waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think he just goes back to how it looked like when he played for you. I mean, if his hair gets too waterlogged, they have to call it off. <laughs> yeah. They have to come and fork it. <laughs> the big question of the weekend, who is worse, Lee Mason doing VAR or Tony Adams on Strictly? <laughs> or the <laughs> ref they... in the Cardiff game who missed the Kipraham ball. That's an incredible one if you haven't seen that. The nation love him, though, don't they? Oh, you know, it's just, so it's depressing. It only really becomes a proper dance competition when you've got, like, four left, doesn't it? Oh, really? yeah. But, you know, look, it's a bit of fun, but he was yeah. terrible. Was he? I'm, oh, God. I think the worst you know, thing not, not, I've ever seen on Strictly. But were you, Andy, the were you were you entertained? No, you I was weren't, embarrassed. You weren't even entertained. I thought it was terrible. You're embarrassed for the lad, were you? He hasn't scored an own goal. It's just Arsenal fans voting for him. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's <a> mockery. <laughs> it's a it's an entertainment show and a dance competition. It and is. every time I watch clips of it, it entertains me. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. It says here, this bloke Rosie. I know you, technically it's not for you, Andy. I know you, pre- said, you prefer the purity of the dance. If Mick from Bolton wrote to the star. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Saturday Night Strictly, spelt S-T-R-I-K-L-Y. Yeah, well done, mate. Tremendous. Tony Adams stole the show. The crowd loved it for sheer entertainment. He could make the final. Oh, that could have been me writing that part from the spelling. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, not great, really. But what um, can you do? If, what is um? It was his birthday. Paul Ince at the weekend. Reading won. They brought the mm. old guard on and got a result. They beat uh, Bristol City two 0 What do you think, um, drink wise? Um, Paul Ince has post. Well, what was he going to celebrate his birthday and a win? What is he? What's his tipple? I don't think he's a drinker. I think he probably had a. <clears throat> don't know. Uh, Probiotic yogurt drink. I've got those on the mind at the moment. A probiotic yogurt drink. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll have another. It's his birthday, Andy. Um, all right, champagne. No, no, no. That's a bit root one. I'll give you one more guess. Mm, pomaine. <laughs> You're not really strained from the fizzy wine <laughs> oh, no. area, are you? But it's birthday. This is what he said after the game. It's my birthday, says, uh, yeah. and I'm going to party. No, he didn't say that. Yeah. He said, and it's I'll my cry birthday. If I want to. Yeah. So I will go and have That's a glass of port to celebrate. Oh, well, fair enough. Can you see, see with the, the governor, a little glass of port on? Well, it's nice, a glass of port. It's good well, it, for you. It is nice. I'm yeah. just, okay, that, that quiz went well, I thought. Very so, good. So, um, a <laughs> couple of things to get you going on. Um, Pep was talking, we, we'll come, I'm sure we'll talk about this with Danny, but um, Pep Guardiola was talking about how difficult it was uh, to play the other day against Brighton because they... Pep Jenkins. No, no, Pep, Pep Jenkins, the plumber. Well, you know, you don't want to say, it's not Madonna, is it? it's not Gazza. Sometimes you've got to give someone the surname. Probably you're right, though. Pep would have been enough. He said, how do you make good distribution when you have a man follow you to the toilet? There is no space. Because, mm. obviously, Brighton went man-to-man, which was bold. 
wherever you go, they come. The only player who can go to the toilet is uh, who, who can go to the toilet is Edison. We had to maybe go more direct, which is what they did, of course. So a lot of teams could learn from that. Oh, Mix it up. Saturday, I'm screaming. I mean, the people in front of me must have thought I'd gone mad. You're shouting lump it. Go man. long, I'm shouting to Kepa, because he can hear me where I'm standing. Yeah. I'm just shouting, go long, and eventually they he did. He can hear you where you sit. Oh, I'd have thought so. Did then he look back I'm, and give you a thumbs up? I bellow it. Well, eventually he started going long. Okay. And, of course, <laughs> funnily enough, it worked. Yeah. And then we're all going... Oh, we've been out running midfield here, and it well done to Potter, but it was yeah. so obvious that we needed another player in midfield. Otherwise, it would have happened. Yeah. What happened against Spurs? It's been a long United. time since I've seen an unforced substitution for tactical reasons before the 80th minute. So no, was, it was I the was right thing impressed. to do. It was. Yeah, it was the right. It was a good move. It was bold. Can't be a bit of bold. I was management. impressed with United. We'll talk about this with Danny. I yeah. thought they played some really mm. nice football. Mm. Uh, story in the Sun this morning England's wags aim to have a ball and shot for bling in Qatar yeah. while their fellas try to win the World Cup. Mm. A source said they mm. want to see everything Doha has to offer. Yeah. That won't take long. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It is time for our deep dive into the Premier League weekend. All nine games will be mentioned. As, as always, Danny Kelly joins us. Good afternoon, Dan. Good afternoon. Uh, uh, I hope um, that when the uh, political news comes through, you're going to read it out in the results voice that you constantly <laughs> use. Penny Mordant, 54. Rishi Sunak, 273. Sunak, or whatever it's one. going to be. Yeah, that's right. We'll do it in the James Alexander-Gorda <laughs> style. Anyway, first off, we have to decide, and we've asked the listeners to weigh in as well. Oh, yeah. Who's, Very exciting. Whose turn is it in the barrel? Yes, some, somebody, something, someone has to take their turn in the barrel every week. Uh, it's the dog trainer, it's the yellow bib, it's driving the Reliant Robin after training. Danny wanted a midweek barrel. Yeah, he did, he was calling for a midweek, a midweek barrel even when we weren't on. Um, I'm going to kick us off. Just, 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 yeah, do it on, just do it on Twitter between us, you yes, know. New, new barrel. I think we should after every game. I'll g- I give you uh, the feat of Hugo Lloris uh, or players initiating contact contact by dangling a leg because sometimes it works as in Bernardo Silva mm. uh, that make-up decision and sometimes it doesn't as is Bakao Saka yesterday where he tried exactly the same thing and got himself mm. booked for it so that they're my nominations Danny what have you gone with um, uh, Aston Villa's players. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. It's. I know. It's traditional mm. to say, "Oh, look, they've had a managerial bounce." But I mean, that was. They almost shot themselves into orbit, didn't they? Mm. Um, I, mm. I, we'll, we'll, we'll get onto this, but basically, either it says that Ger- Stephen Gerrard was the worst ogre ever managing in the Premier League, or they weren't trying a leg for the fellow. We'll talk, but maybe that could go in the barrel. Uh, yeah. Other suggestions, Andy? What are you going to give? Well, I agree with Danny. Danny. I'm, I'm Villa's players, but I, yeah. I've got to put Lee Mason in there. I mean that. The double VAR mistake. I mean, we've just remind us, in what game, Andy? Uh, the Man City-Brighton game. Yes. The one you referred to just now. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> the foul on Holland, well, which yeah. wasn't given, which was a foul. You could yeah. see it was clearly a foul. I don't understand what these people are looking at. I just yeah. don't know, you know. But... You know, to be no disrespect, but Lee Mason wasn't the greatest of referees. He wasn't. So why do we think he'd be very any good as a VAR? I don't get it. I mean, what would you expect? He's only going to be exactly the same as he was as a ref <laughs> and make the same sort of mistakes. Some of the listeners, their suggestions um, has to be Klopp, surely. It's everyone else's fault but his, says John. I take it was a Liverpool fan. Simon's gone with Jesse Marsh, which was sort of route one. Uh, Pete has gone with Patrick Vieira. Everyone Don't at Wolves. Harsh. Everyone at Wolves, says Dave Thurston. <laughs> everyone. Uh, everyone. Everyone at Wolves. <laughs> um, so, and, and Lloris and Conte Although, from Neil. Blimey. The, the Wolves one was interesting because I think, um, maybe for the first time, uh, the crowd at Wolves were chanting... Um, to, to get rid of the director of football. Yeah, I mean, it was a time when we had no idea who the director of football was, but now that you know, it, you look, you'd go and you'd get the program, wouldn't you? And it'd have the name of all the directors and yeah. down here, director, se- fixture, secretary, director of football. But now people are calling for them to go. That's uh, right. No, sure he, we met him work. at Cheltenham. He's a really nice guy, really interesting, really knows who's, his stuff. That? The director of football at Wolves, Scott Sellers. Is that? Is that mm, was that? No, that? Then we met somebody else. Maybe it was. It's a, I thought he was. The He's director. got to go as well. They've no, all got to go, Andy. Unless I'm getting confused. Yeah. There's been a few directors of football in the but news. Congratulations today. to Nick Pope, the current king of time wasting. He's fantastic. He well, was brilliant. He learned, you know, at Burnley. He, he learned, learned, he learned, master, he learned from, the yeah. he learned from the master. Look, let's let's take the game. Who who do we think ultimately should be in the barrel based and all those? Not I mean, you think the Villa players ultimately after a after a play. It's an like embarrassing that. result. It, that it, Stephen it allows from, us to discuss what's yeah. going on there. Yeah. Well, Stephen from Liverpool's just sent us a message, and he thinks it's the Villa players. 
That can, uh, surely it can't be that one. Well, you know, no. the, you know the way they played uh, uh, Thursday night against Fulham compared to the way they played against Brentford, yeah. they should be ashamed of themselves. They should. It's really poor. Let's though. let's stick with the order of. Uh, of uh, we're going to go yeah. up to Villa in a minute. We're going to kick off with uh, Tottenham Hotspur one, Newcastle two. Mm. Uh, Danny, I, I, I had the I had the misfortune to be there. You watched it from afar. Well, what what was your take yep. on what happened? Well, first and foremost, you know, Newcastle are on their way. Um, mm. We can all compl- complain and gripe about how, how they're going to get there. Um, and, and Andy will, will recognise some of this from the way people reacted to Chelsea back in the day. Um, but they're, they're, they're well on their way. Perfectly balanced team now and, and gave Spurs plenty to deal with. Although, you know, Spurs had an awful lot of possession in the first half, all of which blew up in their face mm. um, with two, uh, and it, you know, they could have gone the barrel with two touches of Hugo Lloris's foot. Yes. Regardless of whether or not you thought it was a foul, why didn't he just kick that mm. um, as far Absolutely. away from the goal as he possibly could? I mean, Beckenbauer wouldn't have tried to chest that down. No. Never mind. Uh, Baresi wouldn't have tried to play that out from there. And then the second goal, the chip uh, out towards Sessignon, which getting intercepted. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. Mm. As that ball was in the air, I, th- I said, this is going to get intercepted. And Almiron, who's in fantastic form, is going to get this ball and he's going to score. Now, it still doesn't account for the Spurs defenders backing off. Um, but you can't be playing chips 25 yards no. from your own goal because they, it requires perfection and no one's perfect. It is an ongoing issue. I mean, I feel like if you look at the amount of goals that directly or indirectly come from the, the terrible feet of Hugo Lloris, his hands are spectacular. As a sweeper-keeper, man, he can keep, but I'm not sure he can sweep. He cannot sweep. And at no. 37 <laughs> years old, having won a World Cup, does he not do at least an hour a day on his kicking in practice? You look at how devastating yeah. a goalkeeper who can kick properly can be in a match when you look at City and Liverpool and others. And, I mean, it's, it's not just something that hinders Tottenham. It's a liability quite I often. Thought it was a bit unfortunate. I thought Spurs, I, I have less skin in the game than you two. I yeah. thought Spurs started the game pretty well. They could have been in they front. Did. They should have been in front. And the collision thing was, you know, you can look at it too. Is I thought it was a bit like basketball. I thought we needed an NBA ref yeah. at Stockley Park. Was it a charge? Callum Wilson doesn't really... I saw Ben Foster in the Keepers' Union saying that's got to be a free kick, but Callum Wilson doesn't deviate his run. Loris runs into him. He puts his arm out ever so slightly. There's an argument saying it was a foul, but if that's given for a foul, then what are we watching anymore? There Mm. is no football if you can't touch the opposition. Uh, and Lloris, it was entirely his mistake. And the Spurs players going mad on his behalf is all very loyal. But if they didn't get, the, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have wanted that if it was going against them, would they? And let's be fair, the non-penalty for Emerson Royals handball. Yeah. These things even themselves out, even in the course of that game. Absolutely, I was right in front know. of that, and I immediately thought that was a penalty. His arm was out. Definitely. I always lose sky when there's a thunderstorm, so I lost pictures. Yeah. Shame you couldn't have done well, that. You were lucky at times. Yeah. A friend of mine said exactly the same thing. I said, unfortunately, I have got my eyes are burnt into this pitch. Anyway, Newcastle, as you say, on the up. Bruno Guimaraes was great, as yeah. was Almiron. What a player. Newcastle, you've got to put them in the top four. Yeah, they're, so they're looking definitely. very, very good. Um, anyway, we move Especially on. No as, this is the music, of course, that clears the stage at the Oscars when people. Yeah. Been going on too long. We play it when the producers had enough of one game. Aston Villa four, Brentford nil. Bit of a shocker for Brentford. Yeah, they got Maybe a problem with their away form, but yeah. often they put a lot into that game against Chelsea on Wednesday night. Yes, that often happens to teams that do well but, against Chelsea. I mean, rather than saying game. it was poor management and these were players off the leash and happy, you're pointing the finger at the Villa players, Danny. I, I mean, they've got to be honest with themselves, and I don't expect them to be honest with us. But you know, if if the, the difference in their performance were just removing Stephen Jarrett either tells you, as I said at the top of the show, that Stephen Jarrett was some kind of ogre lurking around that part of Birmingham, frightening the life out of them, or they collectively were not trying a leg. And there's no excuse for that. You might not like the manager, but you've got a contract with a football club. You're wearing a famous old shirt. You've got 50,000 people, 48, whatever it is, at, at Villa Park these days, um, cheering you on. How could you just not... Um, respond. I mean, and the evidence was there, wasn't it? They, they played very well because they're not bad footballers. Um, no, the evidence is when, I, they, I, when they play against City and Chelsea, they, they put in a performance. It's the same for Southampton will come to them. When they play Chelsea and Arsenal, they put in a performance. These teams show that they, they, it's like the players who they've got think they should all be in the top four. So when they play top four, top six team, suddenly they try much harder. Mm. It's poor. I mean, it always goes on, though. 
Uh, one thing you will say about the game, Thomas Frank at the start of it was one of those being considered for the Aston Villa job. Mm. Presumably, um, that's sort of been a line <laughs> yeah, drawn through gone, that. Yeah. Good interview. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, you could, if, you could, if you can come up with an interview that was less good than that for a job, TalkSport listeners, do let us know this that's afternoon. TalkSport.com, text 8189, tweet TS8 and J. What a great day for Aaron Danks, who stepped up and got the big 4 0, yeah. which it does sound like the nickname of Johnny Dankworth when he played five aside, the legendary <laughs> jazz saxophonist. <laughs> And uh, he's, it's, if he does, <laughs> if he played five, yeah. if if he not the hands, oh, he was no, he wasn't a goalkeeper, really not good. the hands. But uh, <laughs> it's also the kind of name that if he if he gets the job but doesn't do very well, the headline will be Danks, but no Danks, won't it? Of course. <laughs> yeah. And no, but and nobody's going to wear a shirt with Danks written on the back <laughs> either, are they? It's just it's just not an attractive sounding no, word, is it? It's not. You, know? yeah, people, you can't have Danks on the back. Of your as on the as your basement, I'll bit Danks. It's, you like, know. it's like having the word fetid on the back of your. So I think we've so, sorry, Aaron, if you're listening, a brilliant win. We did, uh, Brentford, though, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, five Thomas one Franks, to Newcastle. Aaron Danks, you've got to have a system. That's true. Yeah, it was a disaster. For yeah, them, yeah. Really. Oh, only only negative goal difference in the top half. They, they are funny old team, Brentford, aren't they? Yeah. I, mean, I thought uh, I thought Ivan Tony's interview afterwards as well was very good. Yeah, absolutely useless. Um, mm. The rest of it. I mean, he's he's so confident of his own place in the team now that he can. Uh, th- it's, it takes quite a lot of human strength to throw ten other blokes under the bus, but he managed it pretty well. <laughs> well I thought. Done, team. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here's one for the teenagers, Danny. As uh, Mark says, did Johnny Dankworth's five-a-side team play their football at Cleo Lane? Well, oh, come on, come hey. on, there we are. Come on, kids. <laughs> yeah, he's very good. We are. Yeah. We are. The Look sp- it up. You've got you've got the internet now. Look it up. <laughs> the Zeitgeist Trio. <laughs> uh, okay, we move on then. <laughs> <laughs> We've, uh, the Wolves nil, Leicester City four. Uh, yeah, shocking results. Uh, the stats are everything in this game. Really oh, strange. Oh, absolutely, Andy. Yeah, man of the match. This, this game was Ward. Of two, course. Two things about this game. Very quickly, we're going to have a brilliant season in the bottom half of the Premier League. The bottom, the, the whole bottom of the table is now covered by four points, um, and is it's just fantastic. And as Andy pointed out, this game is ridiculous. Because this game was dominated by Wolverhampton Wanderers mm. from start to finish. They had 21 shots at goal. Leicester had five. Um, this is why we love football. Leicester got four of those over the line, though, didn't mm. they? And, you know, this is why Leicester's position is ridiculous. You look, look at the names. Look at the goal scorers. Yuri Tielemans, uh, Harvey Barnes, J- James Madison, Jamie Vardy. I mean, that should be enough. Those four alone should keep you yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. And nice have you mid-table well. handily. They've, they've got goals. what Wolves haven't got. That is people who can put the ball in the net. That's it. Quality, but yeah. Your old friend Diego Costa, that one where he was about a yard out. I thought there was a time when he would have, would he would have gobbled that up, but mm. uh, not any anymore. Yeah, it's a, can't expect too much from him, I don't It think. is Scott Sellers, I mean, the director of football, we should point out, mm. and he was wearing a headset during the game, which led some football fans to give him clog because they, they were thinking that he was just relaying everything to Steve Davis, the interim manager, and Davis says that's not the case. He he sits there with a headset on. Uh, maybe he maybe works for a call centre, I don't know. But he said uh, he watches <laughs> the game... to and Sam Matterface and Perry Groves. He probably sure. was. He talks to the club analyst, Matt Pearson, Steve Davis said, but it, the fans, I mean, it was... Look, when the fans want to turn on you, they'll turn on on anything and that's obviously what they honed in on Danny uh, I mean I say the the, the the brilliant thing with you know all the cameras in the grounds and everyone's got their phones and all the rest of it there's virtually nothing um, that, that that remains a secret I mean, I mean a fact that uh, that um, Walcott might want to remember next time he goes down like that but uh, mm. there's nothing secret in football anymore and I love the fact that uh, you know um, in the old in, in the days gone by I hardly knew who was the owner of clubs I supported and other Premier League clubs but now the fans know everything mm. and while it leads to a kind of uh, a collective madness when things are going wrong it's brilliant and it's and, you know I want to know what Scott Sellers is doing with that headset frankly <laughs> I mean we're all wearing them but there's a real reason for it you know <laughs> we're is, broadcasting yeah, yeah. Um, well look, they, they do need to bring someone in probably pretty mm. quickly the, you know it's, it's all turning a bit ugly um, let's uh, move on then to um, mm. Leeds. I mean, this, we should point out that Brendan mm. Rodgers was uh, was basically living in the barrel uh, for, a, for oh. a good few weeks. He, re- he redecorated it at one stage. He, he was so did. permanent. Yeah, he did. Can he re-emerge from the barrel, <laughs> Danny, safely now? You think he's sh- three of the barrel or not? 
Brendan. Um, I, I think he's. I think he's going to get out of it pretty handily. Yeah. I think mm. it, it seemed mad to me the squad yeah. of players they've got that they were quite so far down. Yes. Um, you know he'll he'll be out. Yeah. You jump out, Brendan. Jesse, you jump in as we Ooh, move no. to Marsh Keynes' <laughs> job remains safe. Says the Times. Leeds two, Fulham three. This is with the Leeds fans singing to Jesse Marsh. You're getting sacked in the morning. Never, never great for a, a home manager. Uh, he got sticked the other day for not saluting the uh, t- player. Uh, sorry, the fans after a, a, a defeat. He did. He went. He went around all the pitch and got booed for his trouble uh, at the weekend. So, um, I mean, look, it was always going to be hard to follow Bielsa, Danny, wasn't it? You know, because he was loved. But what do you make of that? Yeah. I think I think part of the problem is that he is he plays a very similar kind of football. I don't think he's necessarily one of those people who formally say I'm a great disciple of Marcelo Bielsa, but it's like Bielsa plus, isn't it? It's it's high energy, people rushing around here and there, and uh, you know, whereas Bielsa is a man of immense experience and knows a you know fantastic amount of football and got to inculcate the players with how he wants to play in the championship. Unfortunately, Jesse is trying to learn on the job in the Premier League, and it's very unforgiving. And for me, the, the, the moment of the game, and we shouldn't laugh, you know, the bloke's in, in turmoil, the third goal goes in, and his response is to turn slightly towards the crowd and waggle his hands about as if to say, what am I supposed to do? In what appeared to me, and again, one for the teenagers, to be an old-fashioned Harrington, by the way, that he was wearing. <laughs> yeah, very nice. um, but but to, to slightly move your hands like a geriatric orchestra conductor mm. um, in, in response to what, to what was going on, uh, I... I I do think there's a real problem there. Um, I, I think that uh, they're playing Bielsa ball without the necessary background of all the things that he knows about the game. And, you know, they, they, they look like they can score three or four in every game, but it won't be enough. And as we saw that with Fulham, who, by the way, are very, very... I mean, it's a, Marco Silva, if at first you don't succeed in the Premier League, try, try, yeah. try again. He's got, yeah. a, got a half-decent team there, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. seventh now, which very, is tremendous. But very sensible, he's saying. It, it means absolutely nothing at this stage. Well, he's right, right, isn't he? Really? Oh, well, the second half of the season is going to be completely different to the first half, yeah. I think. But Bielsa was a victim to injuries, and this is what we're going to see more and more. Yeah. It, it's really going to decide everything this year. Yeah. If you lose your key players... Let me look at Spurs since... Kudasevsky's mm-hmm. gone yeah. and Richardson. Yep. Look at Chelsea without Reese James. If you lose your key players, yeah. you are in trouble. What we're also seeing, Danny, and we're probably going to see more of, is players getting concerned about picking up injuries. They look at Varane, they think, I don't want that to be me. They look at other players who are going to miss the World Cup. Uh, interesting mm. comments by Antonio Conte about Christian Romero, yeah. basically saying he, yep. he felt a slight uh, niggle, I think, was it a hamstring or a calf? And this is a player who wants to go to the World Cup, and he's thinking, yeah. you know, if I'm feeling... Argentina either, got a chance of winning yeah, it. If I think I'm approaching the red zone, I'm going to sit a game out. I've got a slight niggle in my guitar, hasn't he? That's, that's what he's actually saying. Yeah, um, you can't. Get, the, the two sentences get get collided together. Uh, look, it's inevitable. You, well, you've got both things going on, haven't you? The 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 concertina program means you're going to get more muscle injuries. Mm. That's just a simple fact. Because managers, why would the manager of Chelsea or Spurs or ever care about the World Cup? They're going to play their best players as often as they mm. physically can, so they're going to pick up these injuries, um, mm. and so it would be less than human. Most of these players, the World Cup comes around twice in their career. If yeah, you're Italian, yeah. you may already have missed your chance yeah. over mm. the last eight years to play in a World Cup. And they would be less than human subconsciously. I'm sure they're all given 100%, the usual amount, for the shirt. But subconsciously, you think we're weeks away now. Normally, they would be in their training camps by now. Remember that. Yeah, yeah normally um, there'd be a gap. We were making this point on Friday, Danny, that, that, that normally there'd be a gap between the end of the they season might even get a week in and the, the start of the World yeah, Cup, yeah. maybe even four or five weeks. It gives you a chance to get over a little Now you've got five knobs. days. You've got five days. Basically. It's, it's very and it's, it's that kind of like the way it used to be when a team got to the Cup final and they still had a couple of league games left. It was like, oh, 50-50. Not mm. for me, mate. I, I, it's going to be weird. I think in the build-up to this, a lot of big players and a lot of big teams will suffer from players thinking don't want to miss the World Cup anyway um, where were we we're going to move as on you would to- say, as you would say uh, um, Paul as the, as the tackle was going in player not going to the World Cup 60 World Cup possible 40 <laughs> it was, that's the percentages going yeah, that's when they come the back 50, from the World 50, Cup that, that's going to affect them because they'll either have won it and they'll you know that'll be it for the season, yep. or they'll be so disappointed they can't, you know, even do anything. The teams so, who no. play in the final have got, I think, really. is it five days after the final? Oh, we yeah. have the first Premier League game. It's great, isn't it? Whoa! Bonkers. Fantastic. Well <laughs> done, everyone at FIFA. Southampton one, Arsenal 
one, a result you would not have seen coming with a batter in Southampton. I watched the first half before I left for the game. And Arsenal, they were like the Ireland Globetrotters. They were all over. I, just turn, I saw that Arsenal had a lot of chances, but I turn on, see that Arsenal are one nil up, and then I just turn off again. I never want to watch them <laughs> well, winning. It, it could have been... I mean, I, uh, if Craig, I'd known, I'd have stayed with it. Craig was suggesting for the barrel uh, Robert Jones, the referee. And, and look, I know it's easy to put these little things together, but, I mean, there was there, they should have really had a penalty for the, the man handling a Gabriel. And there was other moments there that, that were very sus but um, far be it from me to jump to their defence but that's La- exactly what I'm doing but um, last week we were giving the judo throws this week apparently not yeah some we um, do and some we don't yeah uh, you know, they said that Arsenal uh, I didn't see the game but Arsenal tired quite badly did, in the yeah, second half they just ran out of steam and that's another thing isn't it if your, play, if your players aren't getting injured it's a bit like he's more or less played the same most of the same 11 mm-hmm. players I think they've had less rotation than any team in the top half of the Premier League Arsenal and eventually that's going to show when you're playing two games a week. And one doesn't want to be critical of a very fine player because, you know, he's a better footballer than I was. But Gabriel Jesus is not in the Brazil squad currently and was let go by Manchester City for a reason. And that is that he is not a clinical finisher. Now, he's had a great start to the season, but this was the game where, you know, if you're Pep Guardiola, you'd be going, actually, that that where we make these chances and he doesn't quite get them on target now if he gets 40 goals by the end of the season I will sit here and I will eat these headphones um, with, with, chili, with, with, chili, with chili sauce I'll remind nice. you of that chili sauce lemon and all the salads I might swear the salad Richarlison is unlikely so he probably will get back into the Brazilian squad but it was just that moment where I thought you know you, we, he's been in the league a long time. Mm. And, you know, I know they got Haaland, but if they, if Manchester City were convinced, convinced, convinced about him, they don't have to accept Arsenal's money. They've got infinite money, and it was just a moment there when that was going on. But, but oh no, this game, um, you, you shouldn't have turned it off, Andy, because you wouldn't have seen Walcott's dive, Theo yeah. Walcott's attempt to fool the yeah, referee. Right. Mm. Now, you know, normally, of course, we say, oh, there was a little bit of contact there, and there were two players closing in on it. Oh, it was a sandwich. Not yeah. neither two players had any contact with him at all. He just threw himself up in the air. Wow. I don't, you know, he's been along. He's been out. Of, he's been out of the first team for a long time, but that ain't the way back, surely. And there was no doubt that Saka watched the highlights of the City game and thought, if mm. just, you know, if, if I'm not going to get contact, I'll just stick out a leg and see if. But he got a yellow card for it, whereas Bernardo Silva was tripping. Got a penalty. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, mm. go figure, as they say. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ollie says, Eddie Howes, Newcastle have lost some key players. Boys and Will still doing all right. Yes, they, they, you know, they've strengthened the squad and they've got some big players out at the moment. That it, really, no St. Maximum or Isaac. Some key players. It's your, mm. very much your key player. That's the that's yeah. the thing. Like Van Dyke with Liverpool ruined their season. Yeah. And for Chelsea, it's James. I mean, there was a moment where we'll come on to Chelsea. We will, because we want to give you uh, Nottingham Forest 1, Liverpool 0. A shock result. um, What did I say on Friday, though, about uh, Matt Ford, about teams that, coaches that are good... They eventually start with a couple of nil-nil draws and then they start and to then turn they start it around. To look, look, I think coach. it's fair to say they rode their luck. And When you play sometimes, Danny, you play a game of cricket and you don't feel you're really on it, but the ball always finds you, doesn't it? Wherever you stand in the field, whether you're in the slips mm. or at long yep, off, absolutely. the ball keeps coming to you. And that was Van Dyke the other day in attacking positions, mm. wasn't it? Just, just hard to know. I mean, Paul, I'm going to make a comparison here that you might find um, sli- slightly uh, uh, illness-making. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool remind me a bit like Spurs after they lost that Champions League final. Mm. The the sheer emotion they put into going for the quadruple last year and the brilliant football and the running seems to be the manager and the players. They're still trying as hard as they can. They just cannot replicate whatever magic they had last year. And it's not... This is no longer a blip, is it? You said it was a shock, Paul, but Liverpool's away form is is not very good. Yeah. And they're not consistent. Now, they could have won this game. Of course they could. But that, you know, we, we saw with Leicester and Wolves, you could have, don't do it. You've got, you've got, to, you've got to get across the line. And I'm, I, I'm, I just think they might be suffering a kind of um, nervous, me- mental reaction to what went on last season. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, uh, you've also been impressed by the fact that it, it, people ask you if Steve Cooper is a decent coach or not. Yeah, Serge Aurier played against Liverpool there and they won the game. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but it's the Premier League. It wasn't bad, actually. He wasn't it? bad, no. You know, you beat City and West Ham and then you lose to Forest. I mean, that is it. Yeah. My takeaway from this was uh, Brennan Johnson's uh, empty goal when he hit the post from yeah. 30, about 30 yards out. 
was thinking if that was a competition in soccer AM, he probably would have scored. <laughs> was it yeah. tricky? <laughs> or like a half time to win a holiday somewhere with one of the team's sponsors. But look, a great result for them. And it was made, for a, made for a very exciting game. And Henderson, mm. I mean, the save at the end from Van oh, Dyke was pretty yeah. heroic, wasn't it, really? Amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, Liverpool will turn this around, I presume, mm. in some way. But it may take a, a bit, you know, an, an, another couple of transfer windows yep. to just refresh what uh, you know you on twitter now that, that font of all knowledge <laughs> liverpool fans have taken to listing all their midfield players mm. um, and saying what their qualities are and by the end of it it's kind of very good at parking his car and things like that <laughs> yeah well, they need, need, <laughs> need a little good. bit of a refresh don't they uh, we they should do. just point out as well that liverpool's away record is pretty poor at the moment but they've made an appointment on sunday november the 6th at 4:30 to see dr tottenham <laughs> oh yes uh, and ah. the, the good doctor of course will will always will always step up anyway we move on uh, to everton 3 Crystal Palace nil mm, uh, it does seem to be one thing Everton apart from playing very well which they did and got good performances mm. out of key players another key to beating uh, Palace is to wind up Wilf if you get Wilf more interested in sort of pushing people out of the way than he is and it, normally to, a referee can do that for you he won't give him a decision mm. he thinks he should have got and his head goes really and he, st- he, he, space, he, he becomes he wants a row with everybody and doesn't look half the player so that often helps I think yeah, I, th- I think I was shocked the other day. He's he's approaching 500 appearances for Crystal mm. Palace. He's a very, very experienced footballer, but it does seem that if he's not happy with the way the team is playing or not happy with his position, I thought we thought it was far too wide last weekend, um, he can become distracted, shall we say, no mm. more than that. Um, and, you know, Everton have got lots and lots of experienced players. They'll have played against him loads of times. And they'll take advantage of that. Um, although, again, I'd say with, with so little points covering the, the whole of the bottom, almost two-thirds of the Premier League, it, it does show you the, the, the old cliche about the, the tiny margins. These are two very, very decent squads. But at the moment, uh, Everton's importance players, uh, um, Gordon and Calvert-Lewin being back, and, and Iwobi, who's, who's born again, isn't he? Yeah. They're doing it, whereas Palaces are not quite firing the way you'd want them to. And as you say, you can always... First thing you've got to do is get Wilf out of the game one way or another because mm. he's a fantastic player. And it was a strange game, really, because Everton took the lead. Palace had some good chances to equalise. They yeah. ended up 3-0. And, uh, but if you're the linesman in this game... The decision with Anthony gone. Well, yeah, well, he must have been two yards on well, side. It, it was Simon Hooper, who's a very good, experienced uh, assistant referee. It was a bit weird. It was a weird and, decision. And can make a barrel as well. Yeah. Or that <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, Calvert Lewin for true. England. It seems at the moment, if you if you have, I mean, look, I'm not saying it's a bad idea because you know uh, we've got players dropping like flies and we need options. Mm. Um, but you know, it's one game really. Uh, I mean, we're probably going to have to see. Play some nice football. Though. Frank yeah. Lampard's teams always look good when they're playing yeah. well, and he's getting a tune mm. out of a Wobie in the way other people haven't so yeah things on the up for uh, Everton got a couple more to squeeze in uh, Chelsea yeah. won Manchester United won we're going to have to be quite quick regulation dog with fleas yeah you did say 1-1 one, one. it is often uh, a 1-1 one, it's never one, a good game it never is I don't know what it is about they, they cancel each other out um, uh, I thought United played really well for half an hour but then Potter as everybody says yeah. changed it and yeah. it made all the difference bold management Danny was saying earlier on to see a manager realise they've got something wrong in terms of a selection and to make a change before 80 minutes it's, it's, it rarely happens down our way does it really uh, you, you, you're, you're having a little poke there at Spurs' <laughs> manager who, uh, who who still thinks that you're only allowed one substitute in these football matches yeah. <laughs> um, look Manchester United it's simple isn't it if you buy if you well, however you buy or get quality they have upgraded from McTominay and Fred in midfield to Casimiro and Eriksen and therefore they're a better team full mm. stop that's the that's the end of that they, they're always going to be competitive with Chelsea because they've got a better team than they had last year yeah. I was um, telling uh, uh, Paul uh, though yeah. on the way out Danny on the, the game uh, this play, the fans are unhappy because we've seen a lot in the last yeah. 18 months I mean, of last done minute like equalisers yeah, sure. it's not yeah. just it happened against Spurs it happened against United it happened yep. against Burnley yes. and Everton and, and Wolves too many to mention and uh, this bloke on the way out there he's going we should be thrashing teams like this I said to him this is Manchester United you know they spent about 500 million on their team it's not Chesterfield these <laughs> people are so funny no disrespect to Chesterfield well, you have to why was Kovacic running around in his kecks afterwards oh, yeah. no he gave all of his kit <laughs> all, his kit away. all of his kit to the fans <laughs> that's uh, yes. I mean he may have had a bet with someone say if I can get on in the first 35 minutes I'll take all my clothes off by my but underpants there was one lovely moment Chelsea did a great move the ball went out to Aspilicueta and the ball went in to the stands and you just went 
Oh, Reese James. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. your big players missing. Finally, Manchester City 3, Brighton 1. We talked a bit about it earlier on as we discussed the barrel. Uh, Deserby thinks they didn't deserve it. Uh, if it's, not the, it's not the first time he said, you know, we played better than the result. Maybe he's got a point. Um, but um, Trossard's another one that he loves to show the big boys that he can play at that level. Yeah, I think he's right. There, he's there could be player. a move on the horizon yeah, yeah. for him. But um, fairly contentious. A make-up decision was a bit of a feeling that they should have got the penalty, City, for the foul on Haaland. And when they didn't, when uh, when the Norman Wisdom mm. impression was done later on by Bernardo Silva, <laughs> dangling a leg uh, out, and he got the penalty that maybe Haaland should have got earlier on. He should have said Mr Grimsdale as he, he went said, down. Yeah, <laughs> Senor Grimsdale, he could have shouted. <laughs> I mean, the, the the problem here for everybody is that this is Manchester City. They won the game with with goals that are going to frighten people in the future because they weren't tick attacker, seventy five pass Manchester City moves. The the important goal was the long kick from Edison mm. to Haaland. Haaland, I don't, I don't know which of the Brighton defenders he, he was playing He's for Brighton, bully, but he ended up in, ended up in Hove, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Webster. Yeah, um, I think it, it was. Yeah. I mean, Jonah Loma would have been happy with the way that he dealt with Webster <laughs> there, wouldn't he? And and. And and you know if City can if City are doing that plus De Bruyne scoring from wherever he likes oh, what a you know yeah. everyone is preparing themselves to defend against you know as I say a very technical forty man move and now they're scoring with Route One as well frighten him the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. In case you weren't with us in the first hour, the big breaking news is that um, Paul Lintz likes a glass of port after the game. <laughs> yeah, who so, knew? Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, we've got a new Prime Minister yeah. as well. Rishi Sunak is uh, the new Prime Minister, but uh, yeah. No, fair enough. And, anything else you want to discuss yeah, in the class, I, Andy? I like this bloke in America who spent 130 hours making a cork suit, a suit out of corks oh. that allows him to float. Well, it would do, thinking, wouldn't it? Or, or he could have bought a lilo. <laughs> Might have been a better idea. <laughs> or just a, yeah, just a, a, a life jacket. Yeah. I mean, really. Well, no, because Lilo, you could lie flat. I mean, this thing, he can lie back. A cork suit. So is, is cork he... Cork suit, yeah. Is it, a, is it a normal suit he bought from, like, River Island that he attached corks to? No. Or is he, it he, com- he, entirely made of corks? Entirely made of corks. Is it uh, a two-piece or a three-piece? It's there a, a two-piece. It's got a cork It's waist? a two-piece. Okay. It's the cork trousers and the cork top. Nice, okay. Yeah, very nice. No court waistcoat. <laughs> no, no waistcoat. Did it look good? <laughs> it did. Well, as as much as a cork suit can look good, <laughs> yeah. I suppose it did. Okay, great. Well, thanks for bringing that to us, I Andy. Know. You've had a bit of dent. You've had some dentistry issues, haven't you, Andy? Oh, recently, a lot of problems. And uh, it's a shame you didn't wait <clears throat> because one of your grandkids could have helped you out. Because the big toy this Christmas apparently is the Super Smile Dentist Kit. <laughs> well, I mean, imagine good. that. Imagine yeah. that Christmas Day, the amount of sort of parents and grandparents saying, <laughs> "Sit down, yeah. sit down, Granddad. I'm going to take a couple of your teeth out." <laughs> That'd be good, isn't it? I mean, I've not, I've not looked at well, what it's a bit it is. Like, um, what's that other game? 
is it doctor? Operation. Operation, yeah. Yeah, okay. Idea, but slightly different. Operation is a game, you know, yeah. it's a little game you can play. It's not, you know, so what, you get a full dentistry kit. Is it like sort well, of four-year-olds saying, is it safe? Like the <laughs> Laurence Olivier in Marathon Man. <laughs> but that does seem an odd, uh, it does seem an odd thing. I mean, you used to get like doctor's kits when I was a kid and stuff. Yeah, there aren't I, any NHS dentists. They reckon it's going to be, idea. I mean, it's, you do well, I mean, yeah, if you can't see a dentist at the moment <laughs> on the NHS, get one of your grandkids to do it. But yeah, the, um, yeah, Super Smile Dentist Kit playset. Let's see mm. what you get uh, in it. Um, it's a one. It's a twenty-five piece dentist kit. That's not bad. Realistic pretend play dental care. Why do kids? I mean, a lot of kids want to be dentists. I mean, it can be quite lucrative, but it seems odd. They don't want to be dentists. <laughs> I don't know. You can surely they want to be pop singers. But this and is going to be TikTok one, stars, this not is one dentists. Of, do you know when people start having a tear up in Hamleys? It's yeah. over stuff like this when there's only one left. Uh, you can give cleanings, treat cavities, fit retainers, and braces. So nice. you've got like all of that. I can't. I can't wait for you sitting there on the. <laughs> Please send me a picture on Christmas Day of you with all that. the braces on, all your front teeth missing. <laughs> a vibrating tool, Andy. I'm not being oh, personal. Thank this, you. Is, this is what you get. Interchangeable polishing and drill heads. What about that? A fun and engaging way to teach good dental health practice. Well, that's a good idea, isn't it's it? It's the hot toy. Whatever happened to Stretch Armstrong? Hey, kids now they want dentistry kits. That's quite vocational, though, isn't it? Really, who's that player you used to call Stretch Armstrong? Oh, Stretch Everson. Stretch Everson. You could play a ball to his feet, Stephen Everson, and he'd find a way to sidestep it and stretch. Probably do an hamstring so he could have six weeks off. Yeah, he did. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Just before we start the clips of the week, Cabby Dave got in touch earlier on. You were telling oh, us yeah. that a bloke had made himself a, a cork suit, suit out of corks. Yeah. Uh, so he can have a little float about. Yeah. It. And there are, are there pictures of him floating about? There are pictures of the suit and the bloke. I can't remember his name now. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter, does it? It doesn't matter, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cabby Dave, you said, Alan Cork. Oh, Alan I'm Cork. guessing you want to come up with water slash floating based footballers. <laughs> they're well, not I'm not be, sure. They're not going to be very Dave. too many. Are I was they? trying to think of any footballer's name that was a bit like buoyant, but I couldn't. Uh, can you think of anything, Andy? Mm, I think, no, Dave, really. that might be asking too much. I don't know. Talksport.com forward slash H and J text 81089. Tweet TSH and J if you know any different. Anyway. Uh, so the way it works is this Clips of the Week pewter we bring you every Monday uh, some old uh, dusty old box of mini discs you, get, you know the drill now sitting around in the studio our producer had a mini disc one of the only four people in the world with a mini disc player <laughs> that still works and he he, he, uh, he digitises these old uh, clips yeah. and it allows us to bring you uh, ancient as we said no they're not gold they're very much pewter but there's, there's the occasional bit of gold in there and these are there they are warts and all from May June 2010 around the time of the South African World Cup. And we begin with Alan Brazil and Ronnie Arani and a special guest. But who is it? Arnold Muren joins us. Arnold, good morning, morning Arnold. Hello. Good morning, Alan. How are you? I'm very good, Arnold. We're just debating Arnold. So much to talk about England. Um, it looks like Ledley King could be out now. Milner was was uh, sick. He was ill the virus, Arnold. And, of course, Rob Green. Now, England, they're looking for a good performance like the Germans last night. Arnold, what did you make of the England performance? Arnold, what would you do goalkeeping now? You know, you've coached a great level. What do you do now for the next game in goal, Arnold? Is it well, the system, Arnold? Is the system wrong for England? Arnold, uh, Germans last night, OK, it was an, an ageing Australia, but they were very good. The passing was crisp. They had plenty of movement, Arnold. They were dangerous. Um, you know, it was impressive. What about the Dutch tonight, Arnold? How impressive can the Dutch be today? Who's back there? Give me the back. Is it a back four, Arnold, or a back five? Arnold, we look forward to it. Good luck to the Dutch, Arnold. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Okay, my pleasure, Arnold. Yeah, Arnold Muren in there. <laughs> really? I'd well, never have known. <laughs> and I said, hey. Yeah. Uh, good old Arnold. Staying with Alan. Yeah. Here he is complaining about England manager Fabio Capello. Yeah, I get irritated a bit when he can't get his... Uh, it, it appears to me he can't really get his points over across well because his lack of language. <laughs> <laughs> lack of language. Lack of language. Yeah, I, I weren't sure you were getting your point across there, Al, to be honest. I always loved it when Alan, that time they had, we could never find that clip, that 11 rocker, they had Romeo Zondervan on. And he went, Romeo, 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 where are you at the moment? I'm thinking, <laughs> now that's not the line, surely, Alan. Yeah. Anyway, over to Mike Parry in South Africa, rounding things off at the end of his show. 
Right, it's coming up towards one o'clock. You've been listening to myself, Mike Parry, for the last three hours. Delighted to have had Alvin Martin uh, and uh, I've forgotten who had with me. Uh, old uh, Goffy. That's right, Darren Goff. That's who forgotten, eh? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. England fast bowler legend. Uh, to the world of tennis now and our reporter, Dave Luddy. Well, Federer is going to play an opponent who's world ranked at 152 and he may be perplexed at the start because his opponent has two hands on both sides. Wow, oh, you've got to be a good player, aren't you? <laughs> you know what hand it's coming out of. <laughs> uh, back to the uh, World Cup in South Africa and Ian Danter watching Australia. Harry Kuehl, the fourth Australian to receive a world card at the World Cup. That's not world a world card. card. It's terrible vuvuzela. Free chicken every game. Um, so uh, what's next, Andy? It's Alan Brazil again now, looking ahead to a big game. And don't fret, if your boss won't give you the time off, you can listen to live, uninter- uninterrupted coverage, of course. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> struggling a bit there with your language, Alan. Exactly. <laughs> Sticking with a big man, or perhaps that should be Dr. Brazil, because here he is talking health. Look, when you think about it, it probably doesn't do your body any good no. if you drink 12 beers. But well, if you're having a couple well, and, and in conversation and relaxing and, you know, as long as you, as long as you have a couple and you're getting rest, you're eating the right food. Sensible. And more importantly, key- more importantly, you're, you're running every day. Yeah. And a couple of beers does you no harm. <laughs> None of which you did, Alan. <laughs> then, I mean, then. Yeah, Alan, different man, a different kettle of fish right now, now yeah. uh, Al. But uh, back then, I think it was probably more <laughs> probably more than the couple. Um, <laughs> and no running. Yeah. Over to Ian Dat, my back. Yeah, it was my back. Over to Ian Danter and Bobby Gould in South Africa, Talking England. And all of a sudden the methods that got us here don't appear to be working now we are here. Crisis or not? Can I quote William Shakespeare? Go on. Our doubts are our traitors and make us fear the good that we might win. And what's that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Dan. (laughs) None of us knew. Yes. Uh, One last one from Mike Parry now. And of course, Lancashire, the home of the Lancashire hot pot, the home of roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, yeah I think Lancashire. That, <laughs> I think that, think that might be Yorkshire. <laughs> and finally, a vintage bit of Big Alan Brazil with a, a got a quick question for his guest. Just on the wide situation, you know, I, I wasn't happy with the great suspect to. Um, you know, when Theo, when we're talking about who was the best, was it going to be Lennon? Was it Theo? Was it Sean Knight Phillips? I thought they were all a much the muchness. And um, that's why I was Johnson was one that I would have definitely, if it had just got a little chance earlier, he'd have been in my squad. And uh, Joe Cole, of course. Now, for the life of me, Matthew, and John Terry's got in trouble over it, at half time against Algeria, I'm like, get Cole on, for God's sake, just change it, mix it up, get someone who can play out there and come inside and try and link with Rooney. And yet, there was not even a hint of it, Matthew. Did that surprise you, or were you quite happy? Well, not happy. You couldn't have been happy with the performance. But how did you feel about it? <laughs> Maybe we'll never know. We'll never just know. A, before we let you go, just a, just a quick question. There we are, some clips of the week pewter from 2000. I think that's the end of the 2010s. We can bid farewell. Oh, really? To the World Cup in uh, in South okay. Africa, in this little section. Where do we go next, I asked the producer. He no idea. He's just going to pick out a random mini-disc and digitise <laughs> it again. So, uh, there we are. We'll bring some more next Monday. Um, yeah, it was Cubby Dave. He said, Alan Cork, I'm guessing you want water-floating base footballers. <laughs> and I said, well, we can't think of any, which uh, only set everybody off. Mark says, Dave Boyant Green. Very good. <laughs> boxer, of course. Yeah, the boxer, too. the great boxer, not footballers. Um, but somebody, who else have we got? Phil Boyant of course, former oh, yeah. Norwich yeah, uh, player. player yeah. Floater Matthias, says somebody else. <laughs> didn't put his name on it. Not Tor so Andre Float, <laughs> says another Dave. <laughs> Stephen Corker, of course. And we probably... Kenny Life Jacket. <laughs> 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 That's good. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses Dilla Cruise Ship, says Terry on the M4. <laughs> George Life Boateng. I mean, th- th- we're getting into boats now, aren't we, Phil? Uh, we've moved away from... Uh, anyway, you've probably... <laughs> but thank you. In a matter of seconds, you came up with a lot more than we did. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. They've just, I think, announced the, the TV games over Christmas, and I think the, the SFA weren't happy about how long it was taking for them to do mm. all of this. But there's games on Boxing Day, then there's games around the 1st. The FSA, not the SFA. No, no not the SFA. They don't, the they don't care. They're talking <laughs> about Scottish Vox. The FSA. Yeah. And and then there's a midweek programme uh, after that, around the sort of 4th of January. Then I guess it's third round of the Cup. Then there's it? some sort of break, I think, for a few days as well. Uh, but I read a piece this morning in The Times 
says, uh, where is it? Yeah. It says that uh, a lot of fans with tickets hmm. are thinking of not going. Really? Yeah, which would be, you know. Just don't fancy it. People don't fancy it. Some, some people are going. Well, not people. Pandas. Um, China have gifted Qatar a couple of pandas. Have so they? if you're over there for the World Cup and you, you're not getting your panda fix, then uh, go along. Jing Jing, four-year-old male, and a three-year-old female, Si uh, Hai, um, were going to take up residence at uh, Qatar Zoo, I guess, oh, well, and yeah. visitors of the tournament uh, will be able. They're to... They're not going to be mascots. Are we'll they? be able. To... <laughs> I wouldn't think so. I mean, I don't think going to get tickets. Going to get the many games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what about that? Hmm. Um, do you believe in lucky boots? I mean, it's interesting because mm. apparently um, Gary Medine at Football the moment, the Blackpool, they, yeah. has got lucky boots. Why is he? Yeah, Jerry Yates said, um, uh, that, yeah, ten times in three games, Blackpool have scored. And they've only lost uh, out when he didn't have those boots on. He's got a lucky pair of boots, and all this. Yates says, uh, Gary got these new white tiempos, and, he, and we started scoring. The only time he didn't was when we lost a hole last week. So I've told him he better wear them against Preston, and he did. Oh, he did. So they are the luck. Gary's. I wonder why he didn't wear them Gary's, against Hull. I, don't, I, don't, I think you'll finally be wearing them all the time now. But the, I'm not sure about the lucky boots. No, it's like uh, mm. Scott Parker's lucky jacket. Yeah, what the, you know, the, the range of uh, the range of yeah the sort of odd RAF wear mm. that he had on for a short time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. I'm back with Charlie Baker tomorrow, and we will do it all again. Andy will be here on Wednesday. Do hope you can join us. Uh, if not, the uh, podcast will be available as always around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.